Hello and welcome to the Book Nook. Come on in and have yourself a seat. If you're new to the Book Nook, know that this is not a new show or new podcast. It is just another branch of the Faith and More podcast. So what I do here in the Book Nook is we sit down once a month and we just chat. I share with you updates on things that are going on with me personally as far as studies and practices and things of that nature. I also share some updates about the show that you normally wouldn't hear in a regular show, as well as, you know, some secrets that we share in the book nook that if you don't listen to it, you won't know. And then when you hear it in the show, you're going to be surprised. I also share information on books that I have read and studied. Uh, books that I recommend, uh, prayers, incense, um, all kinds of things like that, meditations, music, and all sorts of things. So if you're new to the book nook, welcome and thank you for stopping by. I sincerely hope and pray you find everything you're looking for here in the book nook and more as well as everything you're looking for and more in a podcast with our entire Faith and More podcast. And if you're returning to the Book Nook and to the Faith and More podcast, infinite thanks and blessings and love to each and every one of you. I cannot thank you all enough uh, for your love and your support and for continuing to come back and listen and enjoy the show. And I so hope and pray with all that I am and all that I ever will be that this show is helpful to you at some level or levels. Hello, hello, everyone. How are you all doing? I so hope and pray you all are blessed. Infinite thanks, blessings and love for tuning in. Those of you who are diehard Book Nook listeners know you all have a special place, a very special place in my heart. I can't thank you all enough for tuning in and for continuing to return. Is it just me or does it seem like it's been a while since we've had a Book Nook? I know it ha it, that's not true. But it just feels like it's been a while. I don't know, maybe because in this part of the hemisphere we're heading into fall and things tend to slow down or at least give the appearance or feeling of slowing down a bit. So maybe, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Let me know if you feel the same. So welcome to our November edition of the Book Nook. And this is the first Book Nook of season four. Isn't that awesome? We're just moving and grooving right along. And again, infinite thanks, blessings and love for all to all of you for keeping up and, and tuning in. So I know we're only a couple episodes in, but what do you all think of the season so far? I know it's probably too early to tell, but I know that first episode, uh, the Santa Morte episode, really shook some people up and other people's, it woke a lot of people up. So that's awesome. And that's part and parcel of the show is to take us out of our comfort zone. And when we come out of our comfort zone, we learn a lot. And I know it's a lot of times it's not per se what we were wanting to learn or what we're necessarily interested in learning. 
But that can surprise you as well. And that show was definitely an educational show for a lot of people who had not heard of Santa Morte. And I want to thank you all for being adults about the show and for taking it for the disclaimers and heeding that and listening to it if you wanted to listen to it and for digesting it the way it was meant to be digested. It was for educational purposes. And, you know, we are we don't realize how blessed we are to live in parts of the world, especially in the United States, um, so comfortably and so securely and safely. We don't realize how so many people that's not their way of life and that every moment of their life is very scary and frightening that they don't know what's going to happen the next moment. They could be shot. They could be kidnapped. They could be raped. They could be killed. I mean, it's very hard for us to fathom that. And our media, you know, feeds us the proper medication from the government that, um, and I'm not going political here, but uh, it feeds us their their medication to lull us into believing that the world is such a uh, Disneyland place. And that's to the contrary. It really is. So it's shows like the Santa Morte show that bring us the education that we need, not necessarily just on the saint itself, but on the strife of the world and how a lot a lot of places in the world and a lot of people in the world don't know from one moment to the next what's going to happen. And that's not only tragic this day and age, but it's it's very scary and very sad. Here's an example for you all. This is a story I've been wanting to share, and I figured the book note would be a great place to share it. Now, this is going back into January 30th. Um, or excuse me, January 29th, an incident that occurred. But hey, you think uh, a priest would have a very easy peasy, uh, safe life, right? You know, nothing going on there other than, you know, getting up in the morning, doing your prayers, you know, going about your business and, you know, offering communion and confession and, you know, holding a mass or going to the, the old age home and helping those people out, saying some prayers with them or going to the hospital and doing some prayers there and then going back to the church and doing your evening mass and prayers and stuff, right? No, nothing scary or, or nothing harmful, you would say, but that's contrary. Um, a lot of areas in the world, it's not safe for any clergy, regardless of what their denomination, whether they are Christian, Catholic, uh, Buddhist, Sikh, Muslim. I mean, it just, there's, there's no end to it, unfortunately. And this story I want to share with all of you is out of Vietnam, out of Ho Chi Minh City, uh, which is the capital of Vietnam. It says, a Dominican priest serving ethnic groups in Vietnam's Central Highlands was stabbed to death while he was hearing confession. An informed source from Cong Thom told UCANews.com that Dominican friar, or excuse me, Dominican father, Joseph Tran No Tan, who provided pastoral care for ethnic groups in Kongtum province, was stabbed in a church this past January, folks, January 29th. 
The source said Father Tom, 40 years old, died hours after being hospitalized. Local police said they arrested this killer, his killer, who is reported to be a drug abuser. Bishop Louis Nguyen Hung V of Kong Tom, who celebrated Memorial Mass for Father Tom January 30th, said he was stunned with grief by the priest's sudden death. He said he never thought such a horrific story would happen before Tet, the Lunar New Year holiday. We could not understand God's plans except for offering our brother to him, Bishop V said. He noted that the real beauty of a priest is to die while offering pastoral care to people. The UCANews.com reported that Dominican Father Paul Kao Tong said his confrey was extremely gentle and he had re good relationships with all people. Father Tong said the priest dedicated himself to serving ethnic groups in Kong Tong diocese where few priests worked in ethnic villages. The incident was painful but beautiful. People love the deceased father but have much pity on those who are controlled by evil, said Father Tong. He said Father Tong's death reminded people to work together to make evil disappear from the world. On January 31st, after Father Tong's body had been transferred to St. Martin de Porres Monastery in Byung Ho, he was buried in a cemetery for Dominicans. That's, that's extremely sad. I mean, here is, uh, you know, a, a good priest who is doing all he can to help people in really bad areas. And this is what happens and can happen and sadly often does happen. It's just that we don't hear about it. And that's one thing that's becoming less and less, which is good, is that we're hearing more about this because of the Internet of being connected all over the world. These things can't be hidden and covered up like they used to be. Um, and yes, you know, Father Tong was definitely a, a, a martyr and he should definitely be canonized. Um, I haven't heard anything as to the effects of that, if anyone has filed anything on his behalf. But, you know, I'll keep an ear to the ground and I will let you all know um, if this progresses and how it does. We just don't, again, we just don't realize how blessed we are in, in a lot of areas of the world and a lot of communities uh, until we see something like this. And, and that's tragic is, is we should be grateful for the safety and security that we all have uh, when we have it. Um, and that brings me to the next uh, topic for this book nook is prayer. We've talked about prayer a lot in the show because prayer to me is one of the cornerstones of faith, regardless of what your faith is. Uh, prayer is right there. I mean, that's that's the, the the vegan meat and potatoes of your faith or should be in back in season two, episode 11. We had the Blessed Father Solanus Casey episode, who's absolutely one of my favorite saints. And that's yeah, I'll call him that even though he's just blessed right now. But uh, Father Solanus Casey always said, thank God first. And we covered that a little bit in that episode. So just a refresher for those who don't remember or may not have listened to the episode yet. If you haven't, I strongly urge you all go back and check out season two, episode 11, Blessed Father Solanus Casey. 
he's such an amazing person, but people would come from all over the place asking for prayers from uh, Blessed Father Solanus Casey, uh, to which he would be more than happy to offer prayers to people uh, and for people and intercede for them. But he always urged them to thank God first. And what does that mean to thank God first or thank whatever insert name of divine label here? To think that being or that energy or that source uh, or that creator first. What that means is to, when you pray, here I go, I'm circling around, (laughs) circling the wagons, folks. When you pray, do you pray in in question? Is in asking, do you ask when you pray? Or do you thank and give gratitude when you pray? There's, There's a big difference there. Now, we've just did an episode last week, well, just a couple days ago, on on the mind and, and how the mind works and about how, um, you know, putting positive in you know, equates positive, putting negative in equates negative. So we have to keep in mind that we all are co-creators. So we work with the divine and the divine works through and with us, right? So when you say your prayers, if you're asking for the, say you have... Um, I don't know, a a hurt knee, an injured knee. Say it's your left knee and you pray, you know, oh, great divine, please heal my left knee. My knee is in a lot of pain. Please take away my pain and heal my knee. Okay, so that's how most people pray. What Father Solanus Casey was getting at and what a lot of monastics, especially the ascetics and mystics do, is their prayer is gratitude. And let me explain that. So, Here's the same example of my knee, okay? So, of course, we want to first begin with gratitude by, you know, like, oh, great divine, oh, great being, oh, great creator, oh, great mother, oh, great God, or whatever you want to label that which has no labels um, and can't be constricted by labels. Thank you for all of my blessings. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my health. Now you want to, once you get to the gratitude part of what you're thankful for, you now want to move towards your prayer request, right? So with the knee example, you would continue by saying, you know, oh, you know, great creator or oh, oh God, thank you for healing my left knee. Thank you for seeing that it is injured. Thank you for seeing that it's causing me pain. Thank you for healing my knee and thank you for relieving my pain. Try this. If you don't already do it, try this when you pray. And I guarantee all of you, you'll be shockingly amazed at how your prayers start to come to fruition a lot more than when you prayed the previous way. Now, why is that or how is that? Well, number one, you're thanking the creator. You're thanking the divine. You're thanking God, like Father Solanus Casey said. You're thanking God ahead of time. You're thanking God by saying, hey, I, I have the utmost faith in you. And I know, you know, I trust you. I, you know, am giving myself to you. I surrender to you completely. And I know you've got this. And I know you can take care of this. And I know you are taking care of this. So you don't have to ask. You thank. It shows your strength and your faith. 
and your bond with your creator. I hope that makes some sense. Also, number two, it plays into your mind by telling your mind that I'm not asking for this to happen, question mark. This is happening, exclamation mark. So you're telling your mind, the co-creating part of your mind, that you're healed. That, you know, thank you for healing me. And that changes a whole perspective of energy in your body that your healing, your natural ability to heal will work better and more quickly. Um, and again, that plays right with your faith. God is working through you to help you. And you're working through God to help yourself. And the same goes for other people that you're praying for. You know, uh, for example, uh, Bob, who has stage two follicular lymphoma. When I pray for Bob, I don't say or ask, you know, God, please heal Bob. I say, thank you, O great divine, for healing Bob. Thank you, great divine, for removing his cancer. Thank you, great divine, for his remission from cancer thank you divine for taking away his pain see so that's the way to pray or i urge all of you to pray give it a try give it a try and just don't do it once try let's say we'll do it from now until the next book nook okay so that's a month so try this method of prayer for the next month and we'll meet again next month at the next book nook uh, for December. Yeah, it's already going to be December for the December book nook. And maybe we can discuss it. Please feel free to send me, you know, when it gets closer to the book nook or whenever you feel that it's working or not working for you, at least give it a couple weeks before you decide it's not working. But just send me an email and, and let me know. My contact information is always at the end of each episode. Just let me know. And I'll be more than happy to discuss it some more at the next book nook. And if you want me to share uh, your experience or experiences with this method of prayer, please let me know and share that with me. I'll be more than happy to read that on the next show. So next is uh, what's up? What's going on with me? Uh, seminary updates. Seminary <laughs> classes are whew, they're moving and grooving right along and, and they're getting more intense and um, more of a challenge. But that's good. That's part and parcel of how a good seminary course or course is uh, should be. And it's great that, you know, Father Mike is in the process of uh, reforming that seminary course and um, the guinea pig and poster child for it, which is great. I'm, I'm, I'm beyond humbled and, and beyond blessed uh, to have this opportunity through uh, Father Mike Cantor to do this in um it's amazing. I mean, now now we're into church history. Before uh, I did a sh uh, an episode, an episode, <laughs> I got to switch hats. Uh, I did a course on exorcism, and uh, that was interesting. And I found it really bizarre that um, up until 1965, Roman Catholic priest, uh, it was part of their curriculum in seminary to learn how to do exorcisms. But after 1965, the church deemed it not necessary and uh, shelved it. They don't teach it 
anymore. So now when you have a situation where you need an exorcism, whether that be of person and or home, you um, have to result to trying to find underground priests who uh, are qualified and willing and hopefully near you that will come to your home or meet you someplace and perform these exorcisms and they're quite rare uh, these days not the exorcisms that, that's <laughs> that's another story altogether which we should probably cover sometime but um, it's rare to find priests that will are able to do exorcisms and that will believe that you have a situation that requires an exorcism. Because you got to remember, if you've got generations, literally since 1965, you've got now generations of priests who don't do exorcisms, so therefore they probably don't believe in them. Um, so as you're trying to explain these things to them, they're probably telling you that your faith isn't strong enough, or you know they're getting to the, into the whole apologetics thing, which is not helping you, it's not helping your loved one who may or may not be possessed. And it's not helping your home, which may or may not be possessed. But anyway, uh, that course was definitely interesting. It took you through all the steps on how to do it and, and um, what to do, what not to do. And, and uh, as far as that and, and house um, exorcisms, because that's part and parcel when you're blessing a home, as you should do an exorcism with the house as well to get out any spirits that aren't supposed to be there you know especially ones that are uh, malignant uh, those that are causing harm but you know those all of us as far as i know most of us i should say don't mind spirits in our home that aren't uh, that are helping that are good that are there to be with us and you got to remember like your guardian angels and um and i firmly believe that previous um relatives and friends uh, family can be your guardian angels as well that can be looking out for you or looking over you. So you have to be careful when you're shooing them out the door that you don't want to shoo out the positive ones that are there helping you and, and doing and not doing any harm. They're just there. They're hanging out. It could be an old home that this could be someone that used to live in the home that loved the home so much that just resides there in the afterlife. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that as long as they're not causing anybody any harm. And there's, infinite documented cases on that in the paranormal that you know people tend to you know cling to and attach to things like their home or uh, you know toys or stuffed animals or things of that nature so anyway the exorcism course was really interesting um, I'm now into the church history course which is very very interesting I just did an essay on a lesson on the first Council of Nicaea and that was really <laughs> that was really interesting um, if you all don't know the particulars of the first Council of Nicaea that's where the what's fam more, most famously known for that's where the creed came from or the first version of the creed came from um, but it was just yeah it, it was like a soap opera it really was where you've got all these bishops that are just the first day was them just backstabbing each other, and it was just, wow. I mean, these, these are supposed to be the creme of the crop. And, you know, Emperor Constantine is the one that organized this, and, of course, it was at one of his palaces. And he sent out 1,800 invitations, 
with gifts, quote, end quote. Now, they don't say what these gifts were, but you know, imagine they're coming from a, an emperor. They're probably pretty lavish, uh, inviting these bishops to go to this very first council, uh, very first organization, a meeting of bishops and deacons and things of that nature. And out of 1,800 invites, 250 showed up. Now, other sources profess that the magic number was 318. However, sources within that were very good at uh, documenting things um, said it was only 250 people. So you can imagine 250 people out of 1,800, a lot of meetings would be canceled or rescheduled, but this one went on anyway. So anyway, it was just an, a very, I'll just say it, a very interesting study. It was one that I had heard bits and pieces of, but I'd never done a deep dive into it. And I highly recommend it. It's not very complicated. As a matter of fact, you can just go on YouTube and uh, there's there's a great YouTube video. I'll put a link to it in the show notes if anybody's interested. That tells you the A to Z on uh, the First Council of Nicaea. And it's only like 15 minutes long, so it won't take up much of your time, but it will really, really educate you on that first meeting of that uh, council of 250. So again, now I'm into church history, and this is not just lessons. This is actual books. So this is a lot <laughs> more challenging. You know, before I would get a lesson in the email that would be anywhere from a couple pages to maybe 15, 20, 25 pages. Now it's uh, Father Mike's actually assigning chapters, and <laughs> so it's great. It's a challenge, and that's that's how it should be. That's exactly how it should be, and he's, like I said, he's doing a, uh, an amazing and wonderful job in reforming this uh, seminary course, and he's very, very hard at work at reforming uh, the faith. You know, uh, uh, he's coming up with a denomination all of his own um, that's part and parcel with all of the sacraments, so it's very sacrament focused, but it's also um, at the very core of it is Jesus focused. So it's going to be all about um, following, learning the, the ways and the teachings of Jesus and how we can apply and should apply that to our lives today. And of course, like I said, the sacraments are still a vital part and those will be included. And Father Mike firmly believes in an open table. We discussed this previously uh, for those who may not have uh, listened to that podcast or remember, an open table means that everyone is welcome to come to communion. And it, that's regardless of your faith or regardless of what your faith isn't. You could be of no faith um, and an annealist and you are more than welcome to come to communion. So how this is all going to work as it comes into development is uh, Father Mike is going to get together a group of priests to create this uh, reformed um, denomination. And what we will be doing, and I say we because I'm going to be part of it as well. He's blessed me with that, and I can't thank him enough, uh, is that we are going to be holding services online. So that means anyone with an internet connection will be able to tune in to services. And, um, you know, it's kind of going to be like a mass for shut-ins, but it's going to be more involved. I'm sure there's going to be a chat room where people can, you know, post stuff, you know, during during the service or request prayers and things of that nature. 
it's, it's going to be very people focused in reaching people no matter where they are. Because the thing with the brick and mortar churches is that although that they are amazing and then they're wonderful, um, it's difficult for a lot of people to get to. Say like in Vietnam, we just talked about, um, they might not be able to get to a church or it may not be safe for them to go to a church. You know, say people in Ukraine that are in a war right now. It may not be safe to go to a church so they can, you know, attend online and they can also connect with uh, the priests um, and all of that through that um, denomination online. So, you know, Father Mike will be available to be contact. Other priests will be able to be uh, available to be contact. I'll be there to be able to be contact, you know, pretty much 24 seven. You'll have some way shape and or form to to get a hold of one of us um, and talk um, if you need confession or if you just need someone to talk to or if you need someone to bounce things off of by saying, you know what, this is what's going on in my life. You know, I'm having a very hard time trying to figure out what would Jesus do? Can you please help me? And, you know, we're definitely going to be there uh, for everyone that we possibly can. Thus, the reason why it's going to be Internet um established in each uh week or month or i don't know how exactly how it's going to play out yet but uh the priests and i uh will take turns uh doing services so you know one week you'll see father mike uh offering mass and then you'll our services and then next week you'll see somebody else and then you might see me um so it's it's awesome and i'm working on that right now as well father mike is uh schooling me in um, the sacrament of communion and how to do that he's refined it a little bit which is awesome because it makes it more people friendly you know it's not all of the thous and those and insertion of things that uh, for the life of us if you don't study it you wouldn't know why they're doing what they're doing um, but anyway it's it's so exciting to be part of this um, and I can't wait for it to take off. Father Mike is working very, very hard to get things together and try to get priests to to join up and become part of this. And, um, you know, again, I can't say enough great things about it. And I'll be sharing updates as we go along in each book nook. So next book nook in December, hopefully I'll have some great information for all of you and I'll be sure to keep sharing. So. Keep an ear to the ground for that because there will be much, much more to come. So that about does it for this month's book nook. Uh, things to keep an eye on for next month's book nook is I have plans on uh, sharing some recipes and um, methods on how to make your own holy water. And if not, on how you can get your own holy water if you don't feel that you should do that or if it's heretical which i don't want to upset anyone but a lot of us majority of us can make our own holy water without any issues and i'll be sharing that in the next book nook also we've got great episodes up and coming in this season um you know one of our dear listeners you know asked for more um, episodes that weren't so saint related um and you know episodes that can better help us and that we can easier relate to. And I've definitely heard that loud and clear and greatly appreciate. I always appreciate the feedback from all of you. So, you know, don't hesitate to reach out to me. Again, my contact information is at the end of every show. 
Um, contact, don't hesitate to contact me. Reach out to me. Let me know what you feel, what you like, you know, what you don't like, what you'd like to see more of, what you want to hear less of. Um, you know, we're not going to shy away from the saints. We're still going to do our plethora of saints, but I'm sure to mix in, or I'm actually more focused now in mixing in other things as well. You know, like last Sunday's episode on the mind. I hope you all enjoyed that. That one was literally mind blowing. Uh, it's, it's a great show. If you haven't heard it yet, go and listen to it. The last Sunday show, um, you know, shows like that shows on everyday people um, and how they've, you know, they're heroes and inspire us and uplift us. And, you know, kind of like, you know, how season one was where there was a lot more of um, everyday people. So we're going to, you know, continue to do that as well as long as, excuse me, as well as saints. So definitely stick around stay tuned because there's so so much more to come folks so we'll do a benediction and then i'll let you all get back to your day again infinite thanks blessings and love for tuning in to the book nook let us pray in nominee divi filii spiritus sancti Oh, great divine, we are so very grateful for all of the blessings and gifts that you bestow upon us. Those gifts that we are aware of, and especially those gifts that we are not aware of. Let us go forth into the world in peace and dedicated to your service. Oh, great divine, let us hold fast to that which is good. Render to no person evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the needy and the afflicted. And honor all people. Let us love and serve the divine, rejoicing in the power of its spirit. And may the divine bless each of you and remain with you always. Amen. I so hope and pray that you've enjoyed the show and that you found everything that you've been searching for in a podcast, especially a faith-based podcast, and more here with us. Don't be a stranger. Come around anytime, all the time. We now have an Amazon.com wish list for the show for anyone who would like to make an offering. Um, a link can always be found in the show notes and show description. Now, I know some people like to do that, that, that helps them feel as you know they're contributing and doing something and this is the best way because some people have asked me about setting up a patreon and i'm completely against that i don't want to accept any kind of money for anything i'm doing here jesus didn't do it buddha didn't do it i didn't do it before when i taught uh, buddhism and eastern philosophy for four years um, but i will accept books so i do have a list uh, on that wish list for the show that you can, if you feel compelled to, and you have the means, please don't take from your grocery money or your bill money or from just life money. If you have it and you want to make an offering, then go to the wish list and do so. I would be beyond grateful and appreciative. And by purchasing books and sending them to me, what you're doing is you're helping me educate myself so I can then pass that education on to all of you. And that also sparks and creates 
inspires more and more shows. So it's a gift that keeps giving that's never ending. I'm always open to questions and suggestions. Um, as I always say, there's, it's always like crickets in my mailbox. <laughs> I don't hear much from anybody, but you know, unless it's family and there's nothing wrong with that. But I know there are so, so many of you all over the world that are listening and I completely understand and I respect your privacy and I respect that you're quiet. Um, and, but I do want you all to know that I'm here for you all the time. And uh, again, speaking of suggestions, I mean, I know there are so many amazing angels and saints, past and present, in your community, in your country. Could even be you that the world doesn't know about, but by gosh, we should know about. Um, could be some that have come and gone that are fading from memories and hearts. And we tend to you know, shine the light on a lot of those here in the show. And that's kind of one of the goals of this show is to make sure these beings stay alive because they are such amazing, truly amazing. Um, it, it's tragic for someone, anyone really, to be their memory to be lost, uh, their life to be lost. And we don't want that. So again, please, please, please feel free to contact me, share these people with me, even if it's you. Please get with me, share with me so I can share with the world. Remember, you don't have to be alone on your spiritual journey. Again, I'm always here for all of you. I'm always available to help guide, uh, offer advice. Uh, you can always email me directly or contact me through the website. My services are ever growing and expanding as the spirit takes me and as you all need. And the cost of these services or all services I provide is absolutely zero, absolutely free. I'm here for you guys. Next is prayers. Uh, you guys always hear me say this and you always will. I love to pray and so do listeners of the show. So please let us pray for you. So all of these services, how do you make it happen? by contacting me. And how can you do that? There's two ways you can do that. First, you can email me directly at faithandmorepodcast, all one word, faithandmorepodcast at gmail.com. And the second way is through the website. There's a contact button on the website where you can email me or you can fill out the prayer request form at the bottom of the webpage. You can also use that form for also asking for help, for guidance, for suggestions, for advice. Use that as well. It's a, it's a catch-all form. Use it as you need it. So in order to find the website, you go to Faith and More Podcast. Again, all one word, faithandmorepodcast.wixsite, W-I-X-S-I-T-E dot com slash my dash site, S-I-T-E. And there's always links to my contact information, email, and the website in all of our show notes and show descriptions. So, until next week, have a blessed week and know that each and every one of you is in my heart and prayers. Bless you.